Welcome to Tiki Central, Canada. Ever wonder what is in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, yeah. Me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. Wow, he has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and oh, God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views and drinks, life, and maybe information? All right, folks. Hey, how we doing? Hey, everyone. We're back. Awesome. So for revenge, for revenge <laughs> what is this? Like revenge of the Sith? Is that it? Uh, yeah. I was thinking wait, revenge wait, of the... Wait. Who is the, the good side and the evil side of us here? I'm not quite sure. Um, Are you the dark side or the, you're the white side? <laughs> well, I mean, last time I checked, <laughs> Luke Skywalker had a full head of hair. Oh, damn. I'm like Dark Vader. You're right. <laughs> I'm like the bald Dark Vader. Oh, my God. Look, I'm not trying to rub it in or anything. Wow, you, but, uh, you've opened my eyes to this now. I yeah. can't believe it. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, let's just talk that about... Said, uh, that said. That said. Can we I, like, I, get on to what we're supposed well, to talk no, about? Well, no, but I just, be, like, I, I just want to be clear. What happened here? That's podcast. Neither of us are <laughs> the prequels. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. We're, all, we're right. all about the original movies yeah, yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. And most people agree with that one. So this actually is Tiki Central Canada, and uh, my name is Craig Stevens. Uh, my name's and, Cam. And it's a, the Craig and Cam Show. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, so we actually talk about uh, tiki culture and tiki drinks and stuff like this. Uh, we're not going to go in depth in our bio. We've done it before. And I think, you know what, if you wanted to know who we are, just check out our website and know, you'll be yeah, able to tell who exactly. we are. Well, um, Cam's, point, you know, a mystery. I mean, he's on a witness protection program, so I'm sure you're not going to see all the details about him. No, and that's true. Um, <laughs> but if you see a man with an eye patch and a peg leg wandering around uh, downtown that's Ottawa. That's probably him. <laughs> cool. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the Breeze family. The Breeze Now, this isn't like the so Adams family. Like, yeah, like the Kardashians? Yeah, exactly. No, what this is, is actually is a bunch of drinks that have sort of combinated uh, from one to the next to the next one. And what I mean by that is that through history, we've seen this where one person's taken one cocktail, mm-hmm. added another ingredient to it, and therefore mm-hmm. now they've made it a new cocktail. So all these drinks we're going to talk about today are ones that have sort of cascaded from one to the next one to the next one to the next one. So it becomes variations and evolutions on a theme. Exactly. So the, the old evolution of the same drink, but then it gets modified as mm-hmm. it goes along. Like we talked mm-hmm. about before, remember the Bahama Mama where like one century, sorry, one decade, it was like the, it was Grand, Grand Marnier. The mm-hmm. next one is Malibu Rum. The next decade, it was 151. So it gets modified as it goes along, right? So is that what you're talking about? Variations so, on a theme, or is yeah, this so a the bit common more than theme that? for all these drinks actually is going to be vodka? That's our spirit that we're going to use for all these drinks. Mm. And so, like I said, you got to do when you talk about a cocktail, you have to talk about the basic recipe, which is spirit, sugar, bitters, and ice. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you can add other ingredients, and now you've made a new drink. Sure. So, from that, what we're talking about is one drink, and then you modify it by adding maybe another ingredient, um, and then also, therefore, you have another another drink another cocktail mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of this uh this uh, uh kid 
kind of like one of the local neighborhood kids that I hung out with. It's you, Kim, isn't um, it? No, shut up, you. <laughs> uh, no, no, and his last name was Woodhouse, um, but then it evolved into Woodchuck, and then it just became Chuck. So now he's just known as Chuck. Chuck. Exactly. So, <laughs> wait, okay, wait. What was your nickname in high school? I'm curious. Um, we all had a nickname, right? I Everyone... didn't. I didn't have a nickname other than. Hey, you come here! I want to punch something. No, real way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Eddie because I was a headbanger and I looked kind of like Eddie Van Halen at the time, so I, I got the word Eddie. Uh, it stuck with okay. me through all high school. Seriously. So it'd be funny because then people are like, "Hey, Eddie, how's it going?" And the teacher would be like, "Um, I thought your name's Craig." I'm like, "Yeah, it's Craig. Don't worry it's about Craig, it. It's all good." But... So how do you, like, personally, I mean, yeah. uh, differentiate between, you know, taking one drink and turning it into a completely different drink yeah. or having a a variation on a specific drink? So I'll give you an example. Yes. Um, Caesars. Okay. Uh, you Good know, example, by the way. Yes. Oh, thank, you. thank you. I know it's your favorite drink, so well, there you go. Well, it's not my favorite drink. One of your favorite but drinks. But it's, it's so, yeah. a pretty good morning Well, drink. Sunday morning, it seems to be yeah, your favorite drink. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Sundays are a special time. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, so so a Caesar, you know, you can get it dirty with a lot of Worcester sauce. You can get it really, really spicy. You can have beans. You can have, right. like, you, you know, there's, so that's there, like there's this... varieties that you can do, but it still sort of fits within the same category. Right, so some of that actually is like what we called before we talked about before signature drinks different places you go to sure like you yeah. go to one place and the caesar's got a, a bean in it which we do mm-hmm. they go to another place they have a pickle in it and they go to another place and they've got you know horseradish in it and also too it comes down to and i mean maybe when you talked about this before in podcasts is that the customer is the end all to be all so a few like your caesar worth horseradish and i got horseradish i'm gonna put mm-hmm. horseradish in it because i know you love horseradish in mm-hmm. your caesar but it remains a you know Caesar. I mean? is really it's what still I'm a saying. Caesar. Yeah. Now and you can these... have a vodka Caesar. You could have a gin Caesar. Right. Now, these ones, these drinks, what it is, is actually you're adding a whole nother, let's say, maybe another spirit or another ingredient completely. Yours is more talking about the, like, you start off with just a basic Caesar and then you're mm-hmm. modifying it, like, with a garnish or, yeah. or another ingredient. These ones are actually like they're actually modifying the recipe. Uh, okay, so it's sort of the difference between like a Honda Civic with a spoiler and right. uh, like an NSX with a spoiler. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Yeah. You. That's the way that, that works. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, so what types of stuff do these drinks have in them? You know, you, you you've got a variety of alcohols. Yeah. Um, so let's make this break down actually all the drinks we're going to talk about today. So the sweet. very basic one is the screwdriver, which everyone kind of should know. It's a vodka and orange juice. And that started in 1938, and then that goes into a Cape Cod, which was originated in 1945 by Ocean Spray, actually. Mm-hmm. And that was their sort of signature cocktail that got them on the map. So I assume that's basically a screwdriver with a cod stuffed into it. <laughs> yes, there's a fish in there. That's mm. it. It's rather fishy, I say. Mm. Yes. Yep. So, and, and, and just to be clear, these are, it's, th- this is an evolution Right through time. Right. So where someone like, started off as a screwdriver. Then and went then... to a Cape Cod. Oh, okay. Now we went to a Bay Breeze. A Bay Breeze started in 1960. Hmm. So the Bay Breeze has got vodka, cranberry juice. So there you go. There's your Cape Codder. Okay. Now yeah. you're adding pineapple juice. Okay. And that gives it more of a fruitier taste to it, more of that, the tropical taste to it. Yeah, absolutely. And therefore, yeah. that's what's called the Bay Breeze. I see. Then you go to a Sea Breeze. Okay, and that mm. one is the, vac- the vodka and the cranberry again, same thing. Hmm. But now we're adding grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. so it has more of a tart side to it. So sure. the Citrus. difference between the bay breeze and the sea breeze is literally sweet and tart. Okay, that's what you're looking at there. 
Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Okay, that's cool. So, like, like were these drinks always the same? Uh, Through time, you mean? Like we talked about yeah, before? Yeah, no, no, exactly. Like, so the screwdriver was a screwdriver back in the day and continues to be the same drink today. Or... Did it get changed through the decades, exactly. like we talked about before yeah, with the no, Bahama exactly. Mama, remember? Yes. Indeed. So, yeah, remember we talked about also, uh, I can't remember episodes back as was. We only have 10, but I can't remember certain strange reasons. I can't remember it. Um, so we talked about one point that VOC was introduced into the North American community or sort of region, the North American region mm-hmm. in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So before that, all these drinks that we know now, for the bulk of it, was basically was made with gin. Right. So the Bay Breeze used to be originally made with gin. Well, and gin's a very strong flavored uh, spirit. Right. It's also a more expensive spirit. If you think about it, it was mm-hmm. kind of back then, especially back then, that was something that, you know, that only the good, you know, the well-off people would have. Mm-hmm. Like if you I were see. just a commoner, you wouldn't have gin. You would no, have, have moonshine or something. Moonshine or vodka or rum, right? Right. right. Yeah, those are the ones you had. Now, my babies, when I make it, I also add peach snaps just to give it a little bit of more of a kick. Sure. No, that actually sounds really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And the sea breeze also was started off with gin, mm-hmm. but then also had apricot brandy, grenadine, and lemon juice. So it was actually more complex yeah. than it is now. And you want to know why? Right, because now it's vodka, cranberry, and grapefruit. That's it. Yes. Okay. So wow. how did this drink go from a very complex, yeah. lots of layers to it, to also something that's very simple? Tell me, Craig. I must know. <laughs> so in the 60s and 70s, we went through a craze where cocktails were not about the quality of the cocktail. It was more about the speed and how fast I can drink the cocktails. Hmm. So we went through a stage where we had a lot of clubs and discotheques and things sure. like that. It was all about so volume. The drinks got more and more simple. Sure. And so they could, the, so, the so taste they could was not the issue. It's more, more how fast and how fast I can, right. how, many, how many of these can I drink? Right. So I think what had happened in that situation with the Seabreeze was that, oh, well, this is too complicated to make, you know, over and over and over again. So sure. we'll just simplify it. Sure. And therefore, you know what? And hey, they're enjoying it. They're happy. We're happy. There we go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the level of craftsmanship kind of decreased uh, on the Through altar. time in the 60s, like, 70s. Like on the altar exactly. of volume selling, sales kind yeah. of thing. Right. And, and, and it's weird because then back in, then we get up into the 90s and the millennium now, and we've gone the exact opposite now, where like uh, it's, it's more and more complex and more complicated. Um, so when you're mixing these drinks, you know, you've yes. got a combination of alcohol or alcohols. Right. Uh, and fruit juice. Yes. And so I'm, I'm, I think that means they need to be shaken. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So you got to shake those. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Infusion. Magic word of the day. It's our word of the day. Infusion. Shake that drink. Shake that. It's in a whole new world there. Top 40 with Cam here. Well, no. There you go. I'm sorry, everyone. No, that's all good. So, well, okay. So, yeah. So they're shaking because, exactly, you want to infuse the juices into the spirits. One thing I've noticed with shaking when yes. when people shake drinks yes. is that there seems to be, and maybe it's just a style thing, yes. uh, but there seem to be different techniques. Right. So there's different kinds of ways of shaking a drink. So there's like a regular shake drink, which is basically in the sh- uh, um, a shaker with ice, and then there's what's mm. called a dry shake. Mm. Yes. So what's a dry shake? So a dry shake is when you're using egg whites. So example, if I'm making a whiskey sour... Egg? Uh, Armoretto sour or pisco sour, mm. yeah, and eggs. And the funny thing is, when you talk say eggs to people, they get all squirmy and well, weird I'm, I'm, and stuff. I'm getting a bit squirmy yeah. and weird. No, if you use actually fresh pasteurized eggs, mm-hmm. um, and they're refrigerated, mm-hmm. you're the more than safe. You so, know what I mean? so the the egg whites replace the water. 
So the egg whites are still... No, no, you still got the ice in there. The, okay. So what's going to happen? Okay, so a dry shake, what ends up happening in a dry shake you're wishing? So I'm going to give you one, say the whiskey sour. So I'm going to sure. put it in my shaker. I'm going to put the whiskey in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the lime juice. I'm going to put the simple syrup. And then I'm going to put the egg white. Now the egg white I'm going to separate, right? So I don't get the egg yolk. I just get the of egg course. white. yeah. Now what I'm going to do is not put ice in that, but just simply shut that and shake it vigorously for about mm. a good 20, 30 seconds. And all of this is already chilled, and, obviously, right? Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Okay. All those things are chilled, right? Sure. Yeah. So now I've got no ice in there. I'm shaking it. And what I'm doing is frothing up the egg white so it gets all right. nice and frothy and foamy. Right. And then I add the, add the ice in there. And then I shake it again. Uh, and then I strain okay. it. Okay. So basically not putting the ice in the first time is what you're doing is making the, the egg white your your vibration like mm-hmm. vigorously it's essentially so it, it like a blender without a blender yeah so you're frothing it up okay exactly yeah, yeah then the ice is going to go in there and then what that's going to do is do the like we talked about the dilution and right. the infusion i see yeah and okay. that's how you get that that's the general rule on on egg whites and how that works I see. well yeah no and it's almost milkshakey in its consistency at that yeah point. and right. the great thing about when you see a whiskey sour and a pisco sour or even a amaretto sour like if it's made correctly mm-hmm. there'd be like uh bitters on the top so it's like this nice foam you get along the top, a good right. half inch of foam, right. and then like little bitter droplets just to sort of give it the, you know, the little extra. It's like an alcohol cappuccino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It looks like basically like a like cappuccino. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, it, it, I find it funny because I think about uh, those those poor, and I'm saying this uh, somewhat ironically, but those poor, <laughs> poor, uh, y- you know, police who were who had to deal <laughs> with prohibition back in the day. Oh, I can imagine. And, hey, Jesus. and you know, they they'd come into a place and there'd be people drinking these these weird concoctions, yes. and it would be their responsibility or the cops' responsibility <laughs> to decide. Hey, that's an alcoholic drink. Or that's whatever. a beverage. You need yeah. to get rid of that. Yeah, I mean, you're under arrest. <laughs> it must have made it must have made rulemaking a massive oh, headache. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, because I mean, uh, I guess you could have non-alcoholic beverages right back then too. I mean, but yeah, it's weird because you go into an establishment like, okay, so who's drinking, who's not drinking, and you know, yeah, yeah, how do yeah. you police this? You know, well, like no, exactly, yeah. especially when everyone starts scoring for the doors, right? Like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, first thing, if I was in that situation, I drop my drink and start running for a door. Yeah, because like, is this I your drink, sir? No, that's not my yeah. drink at all, sir. I don't know what you're don't talking know, about. Never saw him. Yeah. I had a, I had a water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how do you how do you justify that? I, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, back in the day, there were a ton of weird, I'm not going to say dumb, although they were dumb. Yes. Rules. Well, uh, they learned eventually, like, you know what, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, I know I know there's certain places, uh, at least in the States, and I imagine there's some in Canada, too, that are dry counties, and they yes. have kind of obscure rules about what you're allowed to drink or when you're oh, allowed yes. to drink there's it. or some if you crazy need to be ass standing uh, on rules and laws and, and stuff, for sure. Um. Care to uh, oh yes, educate me actually, on that? since I worked in the states, actually, I, I, That's I came right. up Chicago, right? Yeah, mostly yeah. in Chicago. I did work in uh, Indiana and Michigan and uh, Nashville and St. Louis as well. Wow. Uh, yeah, kind of got all the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was building restaurants and bars and stuff like that. It was a fun time. You've been around the block. I've been around the block. Yeah, <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and they're like, "Hey, the Canadians here." <laughs> like, hey. what's that supposed to mean? I don't yeah. understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> And what they are, laws that are out there, but, you know, they kind of really never um, used, you know what I mean? They're kind of laws that they're out there, but never yeah, really get but, enforced. Yeah, but they're never enforced. They're yeah. never really enforced. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of silly rules. They're probably... It's like you can't bring came, a pig to church on Sunday. Kind yeah, of they kind of, like, yeah. I'm sure they happened from way back in the days or whatever, and they just never got rid of them. 
Right. Yeah, there may have been a logic to them at some point, but yeah. uh, it's certainly lacking. So here's a couple of rules that actually I, I found when I was down there and uh, came across. And one is really funny, especially in, in our business, being that we're dealing with refreshing cocktails and things like this and something that you know, wants to make you come and draw you in. Sure. Is that according to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, so the BAFT in the mm. States, you cannot use the word refreshing to describe and utilize and advertise an alcoholic beverage. Hmm. You can do it for a cake Coke. It's very refreshing. You cannot do well, it, it for a beer. You cannot do it for but beer. But beer is refreshing. I know. You cannot use the word refreshing what to about advertise. Pink Zinfandel. That's refreshing. <laughs> That's refreshing. Yeah. So okay, uh, okay, hold on, hold on. I got one for you. Oh, there we go. Vodka infused watermelon. Vodka infused uh, watermelon. There you go. That's okay. Refreshing. That's refreshing. And how many of us have done that? Yeah. Oh, my God. But trouble if uh, the ATF gets wind of it is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're in a hotel room. Boy, this sucker watermelon is very and refreshing. And the door gets kicked down. Bam! Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotcha. uh, Another one that's cool is in, in Iowa, it's illegal to start a tab. So every drink you order in Iowa, you have to pay for oh as you God, go. Man. You can't the start opportunities for like making math mistakes. I guess is... you can't like do a you can't get a drink and dash kind of thing going on. Like I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're paying for it as you go along. I mean, I have to admit that I've been to a fair number of bars where that's kind of the standard. But I think that's more about you know keeping their sketchy clientele from wandering off. So what? There's a lot of sketchy people in Iowa. I guess is that how it works? Well. Hello, have you ever been to New York, my friend? Holy jumpins. <laughs> like, isn't Iowa where the potatoes grow? Yeah. Don't you think those would be friendly people? <laughs> you think so, but Farmers, come on. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they're all Australian or something. <laughs> yeah, Descended yeah. from criminals. Now, hey, in Texas, the complete Encyclopedia Britannica collection has actually been mm -hmm. banned um, because of one volume that actually has a recipe for homemade beer. So apparently, if you're in, in Texas, you cannot get the Encyclopedia Encyclopedia collection because there's it's one issue that's in there that mm. has a recipe for you know homemade beer because you know we don't want people to read. So so does Texas <laughs> Information have the internet? <laughs> I know speak, because I, I I feel like there's a bit of a gap in their regulatory uh, uh, firewall. Yeah, and also too, but hello, it's called YouTube. Yeah. You don't have to even have to read to know how to make beer. Yeah. You go on YouTube, go how to make beer in the search engine, and guess what? Now you know how to make beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you don't have to be smart to live there, oh boy, but oh uh, you get to carry a gun. So there you go. Well, well that I don't know if that's a plus or not. Mm. Uh, in Iowa, it's like in Iowa. An Iaho. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> in, in in Japan, to say hello, you say Ohio gozaimasu. So what do they say when they're, when they're actually in Ohio? That I don't know. <laughs> Where am I at? Ohio. Mm, yes. Ohio. Hi. No, hi. no, you're in Ohio. Yes, hi. Mm. <laughs> uh, the law states that it's illegal to do fish drunk. To do fish drunk. So no fishing drunk. Oh, so in other words, the fish can't be drunk, and you can't be drunk. Well, what the hell's the point of fishing if you can't be drunk <laughs> while you do it? I'm pretty sure this rule gets broken on a daily basis. And who's enforcing this? I mean, is there like is there mounties? Is yeah. there like state troopers and canoes like just sort of paddle up to you and hey, what you got there, Mister? Yeah, yeah. Is that a six pack? Get that boy. Uh, show me the name of that bottle you I got. I tell you there. what, you give me the six pack, but keep the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move the dynamite aside. I think I saw a bottle in there. That's it. You mm -hmm. wise guys, you think you're smart, eh? Mm. 
in Fairbanks, Alaska, it's against the law to give a moose any kind of alcohol. Well, that's just good advice. That's probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, who wants to get even close to a moose? Yeah. Okay, in that so situation. What, like, okay, if the plural of mouse is mice. So why is moose not mooses or meeses? Is, mm. I mean, is it? I don't know. No, it's moose. It's moose? Yeah. So goose and geeses? Is that how it works? Geese. Geese. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah, moose is moose. Moose should be meese. Yeah. <laughs> From here on in, that's how we're treating it. You got a boss. <laughs> I'm making the drinks, goddammit. That's yep. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you keep them coming. <laughs> All right. Now, in Oklahoma now, apparently it's... Uh, oh. Oklahoma. Oh, mm-hmm. Now you have to store all your alcohol at room temperature. Now so, that's cool for spirits, but that's gonna suck for beer. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be okay, like if you're going like uh, England sure. style, Guinness, yes, yeah, like yeah, or like ales or whatnot. Because there's some guy in Oklahoma going, "Hey, matey, do you have a stout by chance?" <laughs> that's a good point, and please never do that accent again. <laughs> I know, I know. It's brutal. It's awful. <laughs> I can't help it. It just had to be done. Yeah, be yeah, done. yeah. All right. There, next one. Okay, Colorado. Yeah, uh, we're, we're hitting all the states here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they got legal weed there. <laughs> well, also, it's illegal to ride a horse under the influence. Of what? I guess alcohol. Cheap. So, in other words, you know, weed up because uh, alcohol is banned. <laughs> well, apparently. Now, now I've heard now, this, and this is going to be an interesting okay. uh, an interesting uh, uh, angle for us at some point. Yes. But uh, from all I've heard is that we we are in the running for some, some uh, marijuana-infused beer at some point. So. Now, you know what? I have actually heard this from one of my owners that apparently there is a brewery. You're your own man, Craig. In B.C., no, actually, it's not me. It's my owner. <laughs> but apparently in BC, there actually is going to be a brewery brewing weed beer. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, actually heard that through the grapevine. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, but you know what the fuck is? This? Okay. So, Colorado, I'm sure every single person there has... Are you empty now? Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a good beverage. There you go. Uh, so imagine every single person rides a horse in Colorado. So, somewhere along the line, someone's got to be under the influence. No. I mean, I'd have to think so. Like, like I mean, the, the this people is a law that has to be broken on a day-to-day basis. Come on now. Yeah. Um, I mean, Colorado's a mountainous state, um, and climbing kind of hard to enforce. Well, climbing there, right? sucks. So you know, I could see owning a horse in Colorado and drinking at the same time. Mm. Definitely can see that happening. Well, and actually, I have a question: okay. Is this riding a horse while you are under the influence? Yes. Or illegal? riding a horse that is under the influence? Because what? that's uh, there's a subtle but significant <laughs> difference there, my friend. This is like the cowboy song. What is that? To save a horse, ride a cowboy. Ride a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. No, the yeah. horse can't be under the. Okay, this is going back to the moose thing. You can't. If, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. You cannot give a horse illegal yeah. alcohol. No interference. And you can't be drinking on a horse. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. <laughs> All, All right. right, so we're going to go on to a new segment. Yeah, well, actually, if, if I can interrupt here for a sure, moment. Sure, go for it. Um, we've been talking for, I don't know, I figure a good, like, 20 minutes or so. And past I'm, your bedtime. I'm, well, I'm getting a bit droopy <laughs> here, but but I'm still not entirely clear as to what we're talking about. Okay, so this new segment, we're going to call it, Where Did It Come From? Where did it come from? So when we do this segment, what we're going to do is we're going to cover mm. a brand of rum. Mm. and where it originated from. Cool. Yeah, so every single time the segment starts, what mm-hmm. we'll do is we'll have a rum that we will sort of feature rum right? and where it came from. So what are we doing uh, today? Like, like what's number so, one here? So today we're going to talk about the St. Lucia Chairman's Reserve Rum mm. from St. Lucia. Mm. 
Yes, if you check out well, the Caribbean map behind me there, you can see St. Lucia. Nice. And I mean, yeah, if it's good enough south, for the chairman. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Then it's good enough for me. <laughs> speak for yourself there, pal. So what we do is we're going to talk about some really cool facts about these rums. Yeah, so so, so tell yeah. me about this uh, chairman's rum. Yeah, so uh, one of the cool things that I read up on it is that in 1960, that up to that point, they were actually getting the molasses off of St. Lucia, like, in other words, on their own island. Now, at Saint, in 1960, the sugar plantation closed due to extinction. So, so, so but, 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 hold, hold on. So, yes. so in St. Lucia, they were making rum? They were making rum. And they used their own molasses. And they had their own cane. They had like their sugar own cane sugar cane. And okay. And then also the sugar cane was sort of gone. It was depleted. Out. Yeah. Crapped out. So they actually had to close the sugar plantation. So then okay. what they had to do is get their, import, uh, sort of their molasses from Guyana. I see. Which is South America. Mm-hmm. Yes. French Guyana? Um... I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Actually, tell you the truth. Oh, okay. damn it! Now I have to research something up now. <laughs> Got me on that one. Mission accomplished. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Now the other cool thing, actually, uh, during the distillation process of mm-hmm. this rum, mm-hmm. is they actually use natural rainforest water that oh, is on wow. the island. Oh, that's neat. Yes. Yeah. So it has that natural spring water. Sure, sort of like taste kind of, of filtered through the various roots and. Yeah, I guess like what do they call those things? You know, you can get outside your house. You can trap water from rain. Mold. <laughs> <laughs> Not your house, no. my house. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you got to be more specific. Uh, you know, those barrels that catches rain. What do they call that? Uh, oh my god, a rain barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking uh, about. I don't know what the um, hell it's called either. Right? A cistern? I don't know what it's called anymore. So uh, we'll go. We'll pass that on. Okay, go on to the next one. You okay. got a buzz. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> no, but that's beautiful. So so yes. so, so they use it's natural, like, like natural water, yes. and and it's all sort of like yeah, farm to table, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that and, and that's natural pretty resources. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yes. Yes. So that said, yes. Can you recommend a specific? brand or, or bottle, bottle from this uh, or, lovely place yeah, yeah yeah so i actually brought back two bottles from st lucia when i went there and one of the bottles that i got and it's, it's got this amazing uh story to it and that's what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. it's actually called the forgotten casket sorry the forgotten cask i was gonna say so no, it's no. got like forgotten body <laughs> no forgotten cask okay so um and as soon as i saw the box zombie it, it, it drew me in because this is the name sure um, sure. So the story behind it is that in May of 2007, at the uh, distillery, they actually hit this huge fire that destroyed this distillery and all the rum there. I see. So what they actually had to do was build a new distillery mm-hmm. and start again, and then actually start storing rum in a different location. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, because because uh, it's it, it was obliterated. It's obliterated. Right? No. So you know how it is in island time. You know, like, example, say if a house burns down here in, in Canada, we kind of, okay, let's clean it up right away. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Let's get it another way. It's kind of an eyesore. Out eyesore, and, and let's get it move, moving on, right? And, and start now, new. down yeah. there, it's it's island time, so things don't always happen right away. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is that a period of time between six months to a year had passed, and then you went to go to clean up the rubble, and they actually found a cellar below the rubble where they actually had casks of rum that were still there. So oh. these are now casks of rum that were forgotten. Like and they and, and they had survived they the, survived the fire right, okay. underground. And so now this is a special batch they actually have now issued out. And like I said, I got one I was lucked out, I got one of the bottles. And you can get it at L C B O, by the way. And it's pretty good priced. It's mm-hmm. around the same price as a regular bottle of rum. Maybe a little maybe five dollars more. Right. Um I think it was around thirty five Forty maybe around there somewhere. So wow. it's not too bad because you gotta think this is just like one 
time deal. Well, yeah, well, I was going to say. I mean? like, it's not like they're going to like, oh, next year, hey, we got another forgotten batch that we forgot about. It's, <laughs> it's kind of remarkable that you can get them in, in Ontario, quite honestly. Yeah, you, you think know. for sure they would just sell, sell it yeah. down there in St. Lucia, and that was it. No, you can actually get it in LCBO. And like I said, it's called the Forgotten Cask. Brilliant. Really cool uh, bottle. And the and it's, you got to think it's aged, and then it survived that whole process, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, with respect to that. Yeah. Um, do you have any other sort of interesting stories about this? About the St. Lucia Chairman's? Yeah. So Chairman's also do, and remember we talked to Chris, this is a couple episodes ago at Evo, mm. uh, Evo, sorry. Um, when we talked to Chris at Evo, is yeah. that he did the Made With Love competition. Yes. The yes. Uh, mixologist and well, stuff Well, you like were this. involved in that as well. Yeah, I would do it, and uh, I definitely want to get involved in it next year. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I see exactly what some at the, the details are, I definitely mm-hmm. am going to do, yeah, like, no, compete it's a, next year. learning experience. No, for right? sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was, it was an amazing time. I mean, we get to meet all these mixologists and uh, see different techniques that maybe I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely opened my eyes to uh, what's else is out there, you know? So. Mm-hmm. There's Very always cool. is, is this is one of those professions and jobs where you know what there's always new stuff to learn. Yeah, it's always ongoing. There's new technology, new techniques, new spirits, and so it's there's never like one person going, "I know it all." Sure, it just doesn't happen. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we're always learning all the way. Yeah. So, but what like I said, the, so this is sort of like their version of the Made with Love. It's called the Mai Tai Challenge. And so mm. we also know the Mai Tai from way way back. Mm-hmm. The, one of the original mm-hmm. drinks mm-hmm. from uh, Don the Beachcomber. Right. Um, and so, um, with this drink, it's really cool because they have to take the original recipe, which we we've done before. Yeah. And then what they can do is either add new garnish to it, new glassware to it, new presentation to it, or new ingredients added to it, like to give their own spinoff. Okay. And this is, th- this, this is yearly. It, well, and this is different than what we were speaking about earlier in the episode where it's, where it's like, n- not only are you adding stuff to the drink, but you're actually transforming the drink into something different. You're talking exactly. about like, like th- this is truly like variation on a theme kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So you're taking an original drink, a tiki drink, and you're just sort of giving your own spin on it. Like and I said, th- I've seen some videos on this, and it's amazing. Like Some people have got things, you know, some of it's on fire. Mm-hmm. Some have got some amazing glassware that comes with it. Some of amazing presentation and how they sure. make the drink. Some have added new stuff to it. Um, you know, to give it more of a kick or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a yearly annual competition and there's yeah. always a winner every year. Right. And this is in St. Lucia and it just it looks like an amazing time. And I'm, I'm hoping that sometime I go down to St. Lucia, I'm there for exact same time that this competition's on because I imagine it would be just amazing to see. Sounds, for sure. It sounds pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you got a spare, uh, you know, ticket yeah. <clears throat> yeah you can come along yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all research right <laughs> yeah you got a bus yeah we can write that off but right? i mean and like we talked about too it's the made love thing is that here these these bartenders are competing against each other mm-hmm. but at the end of the day they're learning from each other and they're actually passing new techniques and new technology to each other right yeah no so you even e- even if you know you each have your sort of secret recipes or and technique whatnot, or whatever as a whole you're all very collegial and it's a it's a community it's a that community is looking thing. to support exactly, everybody yeah. to grow and and, that, and it's a great yeah. thing to see that you know this is that now that the cocktails like i said have, have come back in the last like 10 20 years mm-hmm. and not only that now we've seen you know a whole generation of people that have got passion for it absolutely you know and absolutely. that they're sharing that and yeah. we want to do it together yeah right? yeah so they're sort of started fighting for the same cause no that's I mean? great yeah that's great that's the way it should be. so i guess we're going to mailbag mm. 
Uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, so I've got uh, a message here from Amanda. Yes. Um, and uh, I assume it's a she. Uh, <laughs> hey, you never know. Amanda, if you're listening, I do apologize on her on uh, Cam's behalf. Hey, look, look. <laughs> when I was born, Cameron was a certifiably male name. But wait, there, wait, there's a female version of you somewhere? Uh, well, I mean, I like to think that Cameron Diaz <laughs> is my uh, female version. It's like the doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, right. That's um, a scary thought. Yeah, <laughs> no, it actually is. Uh, What's that movie they did there with Hitler where they mass-produced like, his kids? They did DNA, took his DNA and they just made kids after kids of Hitler? I have no idea, but I can't believe you've mentioned Hitler twice on this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I didn't mention Trump, so yeah, we're all no, in the same boat. True. There we that's go. True. Yeah, yeah. What's what's done is done. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, so Amanda says, yes. um, I haven't tried gin or tequila, and I'm kind of afraid I won't like either. Right. Um, are there any drinks that you could recommend as uh, a way to kind of like 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 an, a, a, an, easy, an easy entry? Yes, an easy start. Mm -hmm. So, a really basic one that you can do. Um, and it's funny because when I bartend um, parties and stuff like this, I actually make drinks with gin. And it's yeah. hilarious because I'll meet people like, oh, my God, your drinks are amazing. Mm -hmm. But I don't like gin. And I'm like, well, just FYI, you're drinking gin. <laughs> it's like, oh. no way. Yeah. So um, like you talked about, as long as you put it in layers mm -hmm. and you put the right ingredients with it, it really does complement the gin. And it actually mm -hmm. ends up um, making it really come stand out and pop. And so one of the ones that obviously everyone knows is like the Tom Collins. Sure. So the Tom Collins is basically gin, your simple syrup, your lime juice, and your soda. So if you like, you say your drink's a little sweeter, you put a little more simple syrup. If you like your drink's more tart, then you put more lime juice. Mm -hmm. And that's a really basic, easy recipe that you could use to kind of introduce yourself or even your guests to gin. Right. Uh, for tequila, tequila. Now, I'm not a big tequila guy, mm -hmm. but I do work with tequila and uh, actually did make up a new recipe just recently. And, of course, Norma named it. Uh, yes, the girlfriend. That's her job. I make them. She names them. So that's there we go. Good. That's good. Uh, it's called Plata Frisca. And what that means in Spanish is silver refreshing. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And the reason why it's called silver because it actually has tequila silver in it. Oh. Okay. 1800. Yeah. If you have 1800, it doesn't have to be 1800, but 1800 is what I used. Yeah. So I used one ounce of the tequila silver. Mm -hmm. I use 0.5 of a Galeno, which is a vanilla uh, liqueur. Mm -hmm. um, it is a rare liqueur that you're not going to find on most. Uh, so, well, every actually funny because every bar has it, but they never actually use it. Okay, right. Uh, it's yeah. one of those so bottles you see all the time. Like it never moves. Dusty and kind of <laughs> dusty up the in back. the corner. So yeah, yeah, uh, if you see yeah. it, dust it off. Use it. Gotcha. Uh, 0.5 of a maraschino liqueur. Okay, Mar maraschino. Maraschino. Yes. Yeah. You always, I know. I'm. If it's not in my vocabulary, I butcher it. <laughs> All right. Uh, point five. <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from. That's like that demon. was good. That, that, was, was, demon. That, that was good. It was oh like my creepy God. old man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for a mm. second. Here. Uh, point five of a lime juice. Mm -hmm. And then you can do is you can just top that off into uh, with 7-Up. So this is going to be in a Collins glass or Hurricane's glass. Mm -hmm. And you okay, can top that off with 7-Up. Hurricane glass. And yeah. I'm telling you, this is a very refreshing drink. Um, mm. I'm glad I sort of stumbled on Like, And you know what the funny thing is? This is actually what we're talking about. I took a basic recipe that I did find that had tequila, uh, the maraschino liqueur, lime juice, and soda. Modified it. Mm -hmm. Add the Galeno for the vanilla and mm. add to seven up instead of soda. Mm -hmm. Bam, new drink. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. And you would classify this as refreshing. Refreshing. So if we were in the States, you would be dragged into. I would be charged. <laughs> oh, we caught on to that one. Uh oh. 
Thank God we're a Canadian. Duly noted. <laughs> Can I you feel imagine like singing the national anthem, my friend? <laughs> no, it's like the commercial. What's that guy? He's like, you know, stone, stone Canadian identity. My name is Joe. Yeah, it's a Molson commercial. No, it's a, it's for Canadian identity theft. Oh, he's on the no, moose. I don't know this one. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on the moose, and he's like, okay, I'll represent the red, white, and maple leaf. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a And I am cutter. John from Manitoba. Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you have seen it. Okay. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Well, you remember that part. Okay. There you go. I just can, yeah, I yeah. can riff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that answers that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, just go online too, and also too, just check out um, different recipes. Start off basic. Don't go out and buy super expensive liqueurs or spirits. Sure. Start off small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my suggestion, and actually, this is how I started off. I started off with little Mickey's. So don't buy like the tw- the twenty six ounce sure. or the forty like, ounce. Like just go with the twelve. Just go yeah. with the little twelve ouncer. Try it out. You've got enough kind of like leeway to with twelve about, to yeah, kind of screw about around ten a drinks, bit. and sure. then you you know okay. you'll know by then if yes or no. Yeah. Like example, I bought the uh, Saint Germain uh, Elderflower uh, cordial, mm-hmm. and uh, I bought the small bottle because I was like, okay, let me try it. If I don't like yeah. it, then I didn't waste a lot of money. Well, yeah, no, it's fairly you pricey. Know? Like some of these it's things, very pricey. Get, yeah. It's oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these liqueurs are very pricey. So, yeah, start off small. Mm. And then work your way up, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that's the answer to that, and that is our show. Um, I hope we got some information out of that. I think we did. <laughs> I mean, there was a fair bit of heckling from my side, and I apologize oh. for that, but not really. Come on now. So, but know. the show would be without that. Come on now. Yeah, you know, just be, It'd be educational. Boring. Yeah. It'd be like the Encyclopedia Britannica there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. And we we all saw how well that worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The outlawed. Exactly, the outlawed. So let's just tell everybody about who we are and what we are mm-hmm. uh, all about. So we are uh, have a website. It's mm-hmm. www.tikicentralcanada.ca. All one word. There you go. And on there, you'll see pictures of me and Cam. And like I said, if you want to see our bio, it is there. Also, too, you'll see uh, links to iTunes and Google Play. So what that does is when you click on it, it makes you subscribe to our, our podcast, which is great because anytime we bring out a new episode, you'll automatically be notified. And there you go. It's very easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I, I do mine in the morning. I check my podcast and boom, hey, there's a new episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to that today. You'd almost go, I'd almost go so far as to say that it was easy peasy lemon squeezy. Lemons. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That almost sounds like a cocktail name. I'll leave it to you to figure that out. There we go. Yeah, but no, but hey, then you know what? Then Norma wouldn't have a job, and then that's it. We'd be in trouble. (laughs) Uh, So on there also, too, is uh, all the direct links to all of our podcasts we have, so you can just stream them if you want to. Also, spot for comments and any questions you might have. And again, if I don't know the answer, you know, I will research it out. Got that right. I tried my radio voice today. How are we doing? Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. So I think we got to go downstairs and make ourselves this plat of Frisca. Yeah. And I'm, you need a new beer. Yeah, I'm running low. Running low. And we know that means that his blood pressure is starting to rise. And uh, well, I need to and take I'm care getting, of that. I'm getting surly. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we need to duck out of here and uh, be on our way. So, guys, That's thanks for listening. Me. And we'll see you next time for sure. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Until next time. Well, I don't know about you, but I got it for Hey guys, right? Hey, where's my drink? Hey, where's my drink?